Hello and welcome to the Process Automation Podcast, a podcast from ABB that shines a light on their process automation business area and the work they're doing around the world. I'm Fran Scott, a maker, presenter and all-around engineering fan. Across the series, we'll be exploring the absolutely amazing invisible force of automation, the fantastic processes in place under the surface that enable our everyday lives. From the phones in our hands to the water in our taps, ABB's technologies are behind the scenes, orchestrating industrial processes, machinery and systems to operate seamlessly and efficiently to enable our everyday. In our previous episode, we explored the world of mining, understanding what is being mined across the world, why it's being mined, and crucially how ABB's process automation business are providing the solutions to many of the industry-wide problems, in turn helping to make the world more sustainable. The consistent strive for a more sustainable planet is absolutely evident across ABB's work and particularly in the sector that we're going to be looking at today. With climate change dubbed the greatest challenge facing the world by none other than Sir David Attenborough, an increasing focus has fallen on the pollutants which contribute to it. And whilst these gases themselves do occur naturally in our environment, they have been increasingly rising in concentration over the past 200 years as a direct consequence of human activity. So how do we address this issue? Well, the simplest way is to track actually what is being emitted into our environment and, of course, put regulations in place regarding the amount of certain gases that can be released. The equipment and subsequent teams behind this crucial role are known as continuous emissions monitoring systems. And today we're looking at the work ABB does to provide these systems and ensure worldwide that industries are working in a way that is safe for our environment. But before we get to ABB's work, we need to understand what emissions are being monitored in the first place and the effect that these have on the environment. So to answer this and much more, I spoke with Peter Vilbring of TUV Rhineland. Peter, um, firstly, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Can we start by explaining a little bit about what TUV Rhineland does and what your role is there, please? Rheinland is a globally active company in the testing and inspection industry. Among other things, we deal with sustainability carbon services, noise measurements and air pollution control. As head of the department, I am particularly interested in all topics related to air pollution control. In this area, we involved in the testing and certification of new measurement equipment for emission and ambient air, data acquisition and handling systems, and other new measurement methods. Within this scope of plant monitoring, we offer all services from emission measurements to functional testing and calibration for other industrial customers. Well, you are just perfectly placed to help us with this episode where we're looking at 
emissions. And so could you help us? We'll go back to basics a little bit. And could you tell us why we need to monitor emissions and what gases and other emissions it is that we are actually monitoring? Yes, essentially we are concerned with the implementation of requirements of the legislative. Based on scientific studies, parliamentaries in Germany or in the EU in Brussels set emission limits for individual pollutions. In doing so, the limit values should be set so low that the emissions have no or a low impact in human health and the environment. On the other hand, the limit values must also be designed in such a way that emission reduction is technically feasible and measurement methods with sufficient low detection limits are available. With regards to the emission, a distinction must be made between those emissions where pollution are emitted in large quantities and those where rather small mass flows are to be monitored. The former including examples dust, sulfur dioxide or nitrogen oxide and monitored continuously with automatic emission and measurement systems. Others like dioxines, furans, PCBs or many volatile organic components are various and various carcinogenic substances are measured by manual methods in special time frames. And obviously the legislation is there to keep us and the environment safe. So what damage could these emissions cause if they weren't monitored and, I don't know, were released in untold quantities? And I suppose, why is it important for the companies to monitor their emissions? Emission monitoring is essentially about monitoring the concentrations of substances that have a negative impact on the health of humans, animals or ecosystems. In principle, it should be the interest of every company to minimize its negative impact on the environment. Unfortunately, however, monetary interests often stand in the way of this goal. This is where the legislator intervenes and makes the approval of plant dependent on compliance with emission limits. This makes emission reduction and compliance with emission limits to an essential issue. In this respect, companies are interested in knowing as well as possible the concentrations and the components in the process. Besides the compliance with limit values, the exact knowledge also offers the possibility to design processes in a cost-optimized way. This applies in particular the operation of the emission control system or certain post-production processes. On the other side, if a plant operator cannot hold the emission limits, he loses a lot of control of the plants to the local authorities and that can be have a big impact in financial issues in the company by themselves. Peter, obviously these emissions are not great for us and the environment. So the first step of being able to tackle their impact is to measure actually what is being emitted and in what quantity. That's right, yeah? Yes, that, that is the case. If you have a process, the, the, the question is which kind of components will be emitted and in which concentration they will be emitted. That gives you then the advice or the, the information how is a healthy impact to humans, 
or animals or also maybe the, the environmental by themselves. So you need this, this information. So it's absolutely clear that we need to monitor these emissions to ensure that companies are working in a way that is sustainable for the planet. But how do companies actually do the monitoring? Well, to find this out, along with how ABB are actually involved in all of this, I spoke with Christoph Becker, ABB's Global Product Manager for Continuous Emissions Monitoring. Christoph, thank you so much for joining me today. So when it comes to these refineries and the chemical plants, how do we monitor the emissions at those? Yeah, now we are coming to products that we produce at ABB. That's the so-called continuous emission monitoring system. They have an analyzer which can measure these concentrations. And of course, you need to bring in the flue gas or the gas that you want to measure to the analyzer. And that's called the sample handling system. So a continuous emission monitoring system is typically the sample handling system and the analyzer. And this is the measuring part of the SEMS. And finally, if, if you measure it, that's fine. But at the end, you have to prove that you are meeting what's called emission limit values. And these proof is generated by a so-called data acquisition handling system. Think of a PC which takes all these concentrations, makes a neat report, and that report can then be handed over to the competent authorities. And if, if you meet all the requirements, you get a plant permit. Otherwise, yeah, in the worst case, your plant gets shut down. Wow. So does that happen? So obviously the report is generated and there will be like these targets that you were talking about that need to be met. Could you explain a little bit more about what the regulations are that govern these emissions? And I suppose just explain a little bit more what happens if they don't meet those targets. These regulations, uh, in particular for continuous emission monitoring, have two requirements. The one is you cannot exceed certain emission limit values per pollutant. And the second thing is an availability requirement because that measurement needs to be up for quite a high availability time. So for example, in Europe, the most important regulation is the Industrial Emission Directive. It, for example, requires a maximum of 10 days of unavailability of the equipment. And 10 days even sounds small, but the day is considered to be unavailable if 2.5 hours or 3 hours are not valid. If you translate that to an availability, we are talking about to close to 100% of availability of the equipment. And this is a very high requirement to that equipment. Air pollution is controlled by the Clean Air Act from the 60s and it's amended over time, but it has very similar mechanisms. Another thing which is important with respect to these emission limit values, they cannot be exceeded. So as soon as the plant operator is not fulfilling these availability requirements or exceeding emissions, he has to contact the competent authority. And then a plan has to be made up uh, to cure these issues. So first is you have to fix and repair things. And the worst case, the plant operator has to shut down the plant. In between is penalties, of course. But the worst case, he has to shut down his operation. To make a long story short, it's a very strict system if it's reinforced. So, Christoph, where does ABB come into all of this? What part does it play? ABB has evolved over decades to become the best-in-class solution provider. 
Our products are used in, in tens of thousands of industrial plants worldwide to measure and report these regulations, or these emissions, I should say. As a side note, the first analyzer um, was conceived and marketed in the 1930s in Germany. And these systems that we are selling now, they range from very simple, simplistic uh, continuous emission monitoring system who have to monitor, for example, crematoria. Even these are regulated in some regions and they're just measuring carbon monoxide and oxide. But they range up to high sophisticated systems for waste incinerator where sometimes 15 components, sometimes 50 pollutants have to be monitored. And this is quite a challenge. Remember, availability, 15 components, this includes multiple instruments. Uh, if one fails, you have an issue. And of course, ABB has products, expertise and backup services to ensure that these SEMs run successfully in the field. Okay, so in terms of referring to the actual emissions, if a company is producing emissions that are too high, what can that company do to reduce its emissions? Yeah, there, there's some obvious things that what they can do. They have to adjust their process, how they run their process. For example, if you have a waste incinerator, typically the waste gets sorted because the operator of a plant knows if the waste is coming from spot A, B or C. Um, just by experience, he knows this has many pollutants of one special kind and the other has uh, pollutants from the other kinds. He can mix waste to have it averaged out and meet the emission limit values. Of course, he can fine-tune and optimize the abatement system. An abatement system is supposed to clean away the pollutants after the combustion, for example. So you combust things, pollutants are created. The abatement system is supposed to clean it before the flue gas uh, leaves through the stack. And, of course, if a new regulation comes up with more stringent emission limit values, the operator might have to invest into a new abatement system. And this is now a very expensive thing. So when it comes to this monetary equipment, one of the challenges that we see time and time again when, you know, you need really good cutting edge technology, the challenge is making it affordable to the companies that actually need it the most. So in terms of these SEMs, these continually emissions monitoring systems, how do we make them more affordable and what are ABB doing to make sure that those people that need to have these systems can afford to put them in place? Yeah, Fran, you probably can imagine that no plant operator installs the SEMs by himself. SEMs are sometimes detrimental to the operation of their process. So, so it's not really in their interest. It, it's a must. They have to do it. For that purpose, it's most important to offer tools lowering the total cost of ownership. And that, that's what ABB can do. We have multiple tools, service offerings that we can offer to our customer to make the SEMS, the continuous mission monitoring systems, affordable, avoid availability issues, for example. Remember the 10 days rule we were talking about. And this ranges from continuous emission monitoring system with built-in condition monitoring. So maintenance requests can be issued before a failure occurs, before you run into an availability issue. That means resources are exploited to the maximum as opposed to preventive maintenance, where we replace things just on a calendar base. Another interesting ABB feature is to use alternative for test gases. All these SAMs have to be adjusted and validated every so often, so you have to inject test gases. ABB offers so-called calibration cells or validation cells, which are an alternative to the test gas. So no test gas cylinders are therefore required, which saves cost and it's also less dangerous. Remember, 
we are talking about pollutants and sometimes these pollutants are even explosive. So you want to get rid of those. So having these calibration validation cells is a big advantage. Furthermore, if, if you provide the customer for his quality assurance some tools where drift and precision have to be monitored and tracked and then handed over as a report to the competent authority, we, we can provide tools that do it in the background, in the analyzer or in a PC tool. So customer's responsibility is only there to, to basically install it and then make sure it's running. And in case something goes wrong, and that can happen, we had that before, you want to fix the issue as soon as possible. A clever way is to just display a QR code on the display on the graphical user interface of these SEMs. You just take your, your mobile phone, take a snapshot, have all pertinent information ready, send it to the ABB service organization, and they can basically then chase the issue and chase the error. Remember the old days, you were hanging on the phone asking the customer to, to press a knob to look into this menu, uh, get, get to the site and see what's going wrong and turning back to the phone and telling what's happened. In between three new questions came up. So that QR code is a very clever way to just make things a lot faster. And it all goes back to the 10 days of availability per year. So this is a real differentiator if you can help customers with that. And finally, we, we already were talking about the service organization that you send these QR codes to. Of course, you need to have a service organization with certified service technicians, which are ready to support our customers, offer spares on time, offer maintenance contract and many other services. When it comes to reducing the cost of these monitoring systems, it's very much not just about reducing the cost of the actual product, but thinking more holistically, isn't it? And thinking about actually, how do we keep them working for a reasonable amount of money and keep them doing what they need to do to be able to stick to these regulations? Exactly. It's, it's total cost of operation. It's not the one-time sales that needs to be considered because life cycle cost over these 10, 15 years and even longer can be a lot more than just the price tag when you sell it. And that should be considered. And if you give the clever tools to the customer, they can save quite a bit of money. Absolutely, absolutely. So when it comes to emissions, what sort of progress are we seeing, let's say globally, thanks to these continuous emission monitoring systems? And how are ABB helping to make a world of difference? First of all, the good thing is global awareness is growing for continuous emission monitoring. That's the very first step. This means regulations are getting rolled out or applied worldwide, also in regions with previously lower environmental awareness. Additionally, existing regulations are constantly being amended to reflect the best available technology. And that results in more pollutants to be monitored at lower emission limit values. These significantly rapid detection and resolution of critical issues help preserve our resources, save money, we have these tools, reduce unwanted emissions, contribute to a cleaner and safer society. That, that's what we are striving for. So by helping our customers keep track of the essential elements, of the world's essential industries, ABB is making a world of difference. So 
That was Christoph Becker there explaining why SEMs are so vital in the modern world and how ABB are ensuring that it's a global effort that companies of all sizes can afford. But I wanted to find out a little bit more about how these systems are actually used by these companies around the world. So I spoke with Wim Gersens, a technical expert of analytical services at Indiva Group. Indiva is a Europe-wide waste management company that offers intelligent and integrated solutions to dealing with waste. Via its concept of total waste management, it offers a wide-ranging set of sustainable, tailor-made global solutions for major corporations, governments and local authorities. To explain more about what they do and how they use ABB SEMS to ensure that they comply with the European regulations, here's Wim. Indafer is a European player in waste management, but not only burning waste, uh, we are also a supplier of uh, energy in terms of steam or uh, electricity, and also uh, in uh, raw materials. So non-ferro, ferro, uh, granulates, uh, we all recover that and we put it back into the market. My role in that is I'm working in the laboratory in Belgium, in Antwerp, working with our engineering and our business development in searching new activities, new businesses. So at this moment, my role is a little bit different than 20 years, but I'm still responsible for the SEMS for the replacement investments. Understood. So when it comes to waste in a way unfortunately you know landfill and burning some waste is somewhat inevitable but what Indiva does is make sure that as these happen they are done in the safest way possible. Yes that's correct we, we are burning the waste we make steam we make energy we, we recover some materials but the things that we don't want into the environment we put it on a regulated landfill safe for the next uh, generations. So that's, that's basically the role that the innovator will place into the waste management. Understood, understood. And of course, like when you first say that there's a lot of the burning the waste, that does lead to raised eyebrows. But in terms of the uh, planet side of things, that is only hazardous if dangerous stuff is emitted. And this is where the emissions monitoring comes into it, isn't it? So what sort of emissions are you monitoring? Yes, the emissions that we are monitoring is is, uh, directly provided by uh, European legislation. Some uh, continuous parameters like O2, CO, NOx, uh, SO2, TOC, uh, total organic carbon, uh, but also dioxins is a very, a very hot topic in the Flanders. It's a group of uh, organic components. So we are uh, capturing them uh, continuously and also on a, on a periodic base, we are obliged to measure uh, metals. So there is a very stringent uh, legislation that we have to, to comply with. And how an important role does automation play as a solution to these challenges? Automation, we do a lot of things. One of the things, but I don't know it's really uh, related with automatization, but we have, like I've said uh, in in Flanders, we have nine uh, incinerators. So we have nine SIMs. For us, we have made them all similar. We have made them all uniform. 
So because it's become more and more difficult to, to find a qualified personnel. So that's one of the challenges and automatization and uniformization can help with that. Another thing is it's uh, remote access. That's, uh, that's uh, for us becomes more and more important because we are working at home, we are working in an office, but not always on, uh, in the SEMS. So we can uh, remotely go to the SEMS. Uh, we can do calibrations from our home office. We can do checks, but also for the service engineers, it's important that when there is a problem, they can uh, look from home. Okay, it's that I have to foresee uh, that material to, to fix it. So the remote access is for us a big plus to help uh, our business, uh, our uh, to fulfill the legislation because like i've said before it becomes more and more stringent we we have a high availability needed so we have yeah several ways to to fulfill that uh, thing we have uh, a contract with abb we have uh, own personal that is available in weekends uh, at night for doing uh, curative uh, maintenance and so on the, the automation for us is mostly go remotely to do calibration automatically, to do them uh, from somewhere else, then uh, go into the SEMS and uh, do it there. A massive thank you to Wim for that conversation. And it was one of those that just sparked something inside of me because to me, it just showed the importance of process automation. Here was something going on with the SEMS that I didn't know was happening, and yet it affects the air I breathe every single day. And to me, it really exemplified how process automation is absolutely making a world of difference. And that is exactly what this podcast is about. That is it for this episode. A massive thank you to Vim Gersons, Christoph Becker and Peter Vilbrink for their absolutely fascinating insight. I'm Fran Scott and the Process Automation Podcast is a fresh air production for ABB. Follow or subscribe now for free wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. <laughs>